0: Welcome everyone to this episode of Palmetto Guardian. Today, we receive motivational words from a very special guest. Welcome everyone, I'm Sergeant Chelsea Baker.
1: And I'm Sergeant Tim Andrews.
0: And this week is Halloween. Yes, it is. And I know that... uh, Erskine and I talked about Halloween in a other podcast, but I want to bring it up because it's actually happening this week. So you can tell that whenever Erskine is not here, I get to play with the board. So I have to press the button. So I think it's only natural for Halloween. You do the Friday the Thirteenth. <laughs> ch- ch- I know we could have preloaded that, but I didn't think about that. So
1: or do like a the, with a Stranger Thing uh, Stranger Things uh, theme song. I the don't remember. I've seen
0: it, but I, I don't. I haven't watched it in so long. I don't remember what it sounds like. Oh,
1: I have binged like three seasons in two days.
0: Oh my gosh, that's a lot. Yeah. Are it, they thirty minute episodes or an hour? Uh, I don't
1: even just not un, Just under an hour, okay. like forty nine minutes
0: without commercials and all that. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot. Two seasons in <laughs> two days, or we did it one. What was it? What did you say?
1: Uh, three seasons in two days.
0: Three seasons and. Okay. Well, I, well, then every everyone
1: in college is like, uh, in like. When I was in college, everyone was like, "Have you seen Stranger Things?" I'm like, "I don't really care." It, <laughs> and then, like, I, I stumbled across my brother watching like the third season. I'm like, "Oh man, that looks pretty cool." Yeah. It, it changed my mind about it. I was like, "Yeah, okay." I'll just I watched like the first season, and I was like, "Well, I, then I yeah I watched the complete first season." I was like, eh, "Might as well." Hey, just hit that button yeah. and go to season two.
0: I didn't. Uh, I didn't think I was gonna get into it, but. I don't know. It's one of those weird things that you just can't stop watching kind of thing.
1: It's definitely unique. Yeah. But it definitely, uh, they go hard in the paint with all the 80s. They'll uh, <laughs> they they they'll let you know and not let you forget all the 80s, like the yeah. clothes, the, I wasn't born in the 80s, so I don't know. So
0: Yeah, I know what you mean. It's, it's weird watching shows whenever they're like, they create them in today's world, but they set them back in like. A different time mm-hmm. so yeah it is kind of weird and cool how they do it but so do you do anything fun for Halloween
1: uh, I think we're well we're gonna uh, some friends and I we were gonna go to a haunted trail and then uh, carve some pumpkins nice so I don't
0: remember the last time I've carved a pumpkin pumpkin to be honest
1: it's been a good bit
0: yeah every year I'm like oh I want to go pumpkin picking and there's always something going on drill or training or i last year was the first year since probably my senior year that I've celebrated Halloween ah. like it's it's been a while Yeah, my
1: uncle he goes all out he he he'll dr- like his whole backyard he uh, he'll get like a uh, the styrofoam boards and styrofoam like blocks mm-hmm. you'll find like dumpster diving and stuff like that he mm-hmm. will like just take some uh, sandpaper and rough it up and paint over it and stuff like that. And you'll make, like, tombstones and all these crazy things. Like, he, his backyard is nothing but Halloween. But That's funny. He goes all out.
0: Yeah. There's a couple houses in my neighborhood that are, like, I don't know if they're trying to create or make them into, like, a miniature haunted house or if it's just decorations. But they get super intense. I mean, it's, they put a lot more effort into it than, like, Christmas. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was pretty cool because – I mean, I've gone to haunted houses and stuff, and there's several places in Charleston that do the haunted hayrides and everything, but I feel like they're not as scary as they used to be.
1: Go Definitely go to the one up in um, Hendersonville.
0: Where it's, is that? Is that Greenville area? Uh,
1: it's up in North Carolina.
0: Oh, North Carolina. I feel like I've heard some other people say that.
1: It well, Like, they say that... We've been there th- every... Because all my buddies uh, or the people I went to college with, mm-hmm. uh, we'd go there like every... Or, most of the Halloween's, I didn't go last year because of deployment, but we'd go. It's, it's fun. Just get a group of people. And then you get the new people who don't, uh, who've never been. Who've never been. And I usually <laughs> like to get at the front of the group after, I mean, after going basic training and all that stuff, you're kind of like just numb You're like, oh, okay, I'm not scared anymore. Other than the person <laughs> that just like will out of, out of left field, just jump out of nowhere. Yeah. But I like to go like, you've got the Haunted Trail and they've got all the, the buildings they set up for different themes and stuff like that. Oh, I'll, I'll, uh, will run ahead of the group and mm-hmm. then just hide and then just try to scare them. And I do a better job of uh, scaring them than the workers there. Yeah. It's, it's really fun. So.
0: It sounds like it. I've always wanted to go to Scarewinds and every year I just, I never get a chance to go. was that? Add? It's Carowinds, but you ride at night. Now mm-hmm. I don't know if like they make it spooky or hollow, like I don't know if they go spooky all season. out. Yeah. But they call it Scarewinds. And the only thing I know is that um you ride the rides at night but i'm assuming like they probably have haunted something i don't know I, I feel like it would be it takes away from the name if it's just oh you get to go ride at night but i've always wanted to do that i love carowinds i love roller coasters and all that so I, i've i always wanted to and i just never been able to go
1: well, The like uh, what well, carowinds has got that wave uh machine or whatever like,
0: uh, Like the water park?
1: Yeah, or, so if you get the water park, and they've got that uh machine that makes the waves, and yeah. all you do is, oh, that is the funnest thing. <laughs> Plus, it uh, combats with the uh heat, so yeah. you get to enjoy that. Surrounded by, like, I don't know, a couple hundred people in there, but...
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think it would be fun, something different, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I'll have to check out. I want to go do something, but I with it being during the week and with work and... Drill it. I just I don't know if I'm gonna have time to go really actually do anything for Halloween.
1: Yeah, the stars have not aligned where I know. Halloween is on a Friday or Saturday. When when it is, that is like the perfect time. So <laughs> I guess I don't know if it's gonna be a Thursday. No, it's gonna be a Thursday.
0: Yeah, it? so maybe next year it'll be Friday. Uh,
1: hopefully or, or else it's just gonna go in reverse. No, don't say that. No, let's
0: hope not. <laughs> do you guys uh dress up or anything when you go or are you just hop in the car and take off
1: i know so north greenville had like they would have and it's more uh granted it's a christian university so they would have um they would have the dormitories they're really great that um like this uh this dorm right here they're gonna have a theme or they're gonna do something interesting so you have like families more family oriented Mm -hmm. that they'd come through with their their kids and they would go by and like you'd it'd be like Because it is a, it's not co-ed, like male and female. Mm -hmm. uh, It's a gender, like, Separated, Mm -hmm. so then it's like um, males and females can hang out in the dorms, and then you got the kids uh, coming through, and they give them candy and stuff like that. Mm. It's really cool, and you got like the community that's really embraces the community and gives that presence of North Greenville. But um, yeah, shout out to North Greenville University. (laughs) But no, they they really have uh, they have like the theater uh, the theater major uh, folks that they definitely go out. But it's it's fun, Um, but dressing up. Not really. No. I, I'm, I tried it one time, but I, <laughs> I in never college. Can think
0: of cool, like costumes. Like it's always something that's popular at the time kind of thing. And I'm like, I want to do something that's different, but then it's like, that's so much time. it's time consuming and money. Mm-hmm. And cause it's not cheap. Like if you make your own costume, then it, you can come out cheaper. But when you go to these stores and you're like buying costumes and stuff, they're expensive. Like yeah, it's crazy.
1: I was, I was talking to my buddy at drill he was going to uh he had to go return like a costumes because his kids are too big for the costumes they picked out it was like for the two of them 80 bucks yeah it was like no you could
0: probably make it cheaper than that yeah
1: get some paint and stuff like that yeah Yeah, i'm usually the one who dresses up as something maybe one person out of like a hundred or two hundred people are gonna be like i know who that is (laughs) so and then you're at the age group where i like i grew up on listening to my or influenced by my oldest brother so then i'm like oh cool i know all this old stuff or uh, stuff that's like above my age group Mm -hmm. and then i'm around my age group and they're like yeah i don't know who that is i'm like (laughs) okay so I, i get that one person who's like yeah all right like i appreciate what you did there yeah but
0: do you have any uh any costumes growing up that you remember that like were your favorite or like that were off the wall or anything
1: um I'm, I never, I wasn't, I never did anything that was like totally off the, I always like my, like I said, my uncle, he's the one who is like, he, he's a, he's like a freelance artist in Atlanta, Georgia mm-hmm. and he's got his family and all, but he, he would go all out. He would get like these um, the foam and stuff like that. He would make a foam suit and you'd put uh, like a paint his face green and he'd paint the foam thing green and you'd look like Gumby.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. Then um, That's
1: he, funny. he did a, one time he did the, uh, what's the movie? Or <sighs> was like uh, here's Johnny or whatever.
0: Oh gosh, you know I'm not good with movie um, references. <laughs> you uh, need gosh. Erskine, we need a lifeline. Yeah, <laughs> th- we need a
1: lifeline on that one. Um, but he dressed up as The Shining. Yeah, so like a okay. uh, Jack no- Jack Nicholson's character, the from The Shining, uh, the dad where he like breaks in with the axe through the door and all the, the wife's like screaming. Mm-hmm. He dressed up as the guy like as the uh, that character but he put like cotton balls and he made it like painted it him just blue and white. So we like when that, from that scene when he's like frozen to death out in the snow, he, he's dressed up as that he's got the sweater, the clothes, <laughs> he, he goes all out. Yeah. He, um, and there's other stuff. I, yeah.
0: Other costumes and stuff like that.
1: I probably don't want to mention.
0: <laughs> That's funny.
1: But other than that, he he's had, uh, he goes all out. So yeah. uh, I, I can't say I've, I'm not there yet yeah one day when I get, get a wild uh wild idea I'm like i'm gonna go all out yeah he 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 uh, That, like my aunt like my my uncle built this like uh what is it one of the queens uh the uh, one of the kings over in Europe, uh not queens yeah one of the queens over in Europe that was like beheaded is like let a meat cake or something like that and beheaded to all the historians that probably know. I'm not gonna. We need jo- we need John here to. I know, <laughs> but she was like beheaded, so he was able to get like a what is it the, you know like when you're doing like the seamstress and all that stuff, mm-hmm. you have like the Betty bod, so there's what it's called where you put like clothes on it, you're able to get measurements and you can adjust the size, or they're in the waist, the shoulders, mm-hmm. or whatever. So he took that apart and he was able to put a dress on top of her sh- uh, that that mannequin on top of her shoulders. And then had the dress of like what it looked like a queen. She's a short, my aunt's a short lady. So she was able to, uh, have her head looked like she's holding her head oh my gosh, with a mannequin. It was definitely it, it very, <laughs> he, like I said, he goes all out.
0: <laughs> That's funny. So. I, uh, I was just in Jersey visiting one of my battle buddies, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, it was her birthday. So I went to surprise her and we went to dinner bef- the sun on Sunday. And, uh, Her uncle does the same, like, he was talking about how uh, he's, like, hanging all these lights, and he went and got plywood, and he's painting it, and, like, they're making this scary carnival theme, and I'm like, unless, I don't know, I just didn't grow up with it being that big of a deal, but like you said with your uncle, like, he's super into it, like, I I think they make their house, like, a haunted, crazy, I don't know, it's not really a haunted house, but... I guess they have like a big Halloween party or whatever, and they have people over, and I guess people coming in and out throughout the day, but I just, I was shocked. I was like, I didn't realize Halloween was that big of a deal to some people, but I thought it was cool, like, to listen to everything that he was talking about, and all his plans and ideas and everything, mm-hmm. so.
1: It's like my uncle, he was, uh, I'm, I'm going to stop talking about this <laughs> afterward, but he, uh, he and his wife got married on Halloween. Really? Um, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Uh,
0: so I mean that just makes it perfect they get to celebrate their anniversary and yeah, go so, all out
1: yeah he was able to like they he, he was a knight and uh, my uncle was a knight and my aunt was uh, like dressed up as like a princess or whatever uh, but everyone it was like this um, renaissance medieval theme and um, my mom made these like uh, playing cards mm-hmm. so kind of like from was it Alice in Wonderland mm-hmm. how you had the cards yeah. that are marching and all that stuff so we were able to have like she made these uh, big foam uh, cards that we all you'd have to do is just stick your head in the card and stuff like that. Stick your head with it through that uh, foam, yeah. And then you'd have like the card where the king's like looking that way or whatever. It's really cool. That, uh, like I said, definitely goes out, yeah. Uh, that's awesome. Shout out to Doug,
0: <laughs> Uncle Doug. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, today we have a really special guest. I'm super excited to have him here. I know that. A lot of people probably know who he is and have seen him around, so he's going to talk to us a little bit about what he does and um, give us a little bit of motivational uh, information, I guess, in a sense. But um, So I guess we're just going to go head over straight to him and hear what he has to say. All right. So today we have Sporty King. He is the Yellow Ribbon Cadre speaker. So welcome and thank you for coming today to speak with us.
2: Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. Wait a minute, you scared me there. Let me (laughs) (laughs) let me (laughs) change. Yeah, let me change one word. I'm word sensitive. Is one thing you'll find out. I'm not the Yellow Ribbon Cadre speaker.
0: For those of you watching or even listening, I'm sure that a lot of you know who Sporty King is. You've probably heard his voice and seen his face, so definitely we're glad that you're here to uh, talk with us today. So thank you for coming in.
2: Oh, absolutely. I love it.
0: (laughs) So um, obviously you're basically a motivational speaker, so could you kind of go into your role as far as whenever you come to speak to our Yellow Ribbon events?
2: Sure. In fact, I come from, I'm in Charlotte, North Carolina. Mm -hmm. And uh, and and that's why I joke when I say you scare me, but I only you know <laughs> said as a joke because there are actually uh, thirty five to forty cadre speakers around the country. Okay, and it's a, it's a, um, a a contract with the Department of Defense, where what happens is the Yellow Ribbon programs are going on every weekend in multiple locations around the country. So the meeting planners of each Yellow Ribbon will call into DC ask for a speaker to come and support the event and then dc calls and they assign us so that's how i get to come to uh south carolina so much because i'm in north carolina okay and and really one of the things that i've learned see south carolina is very highly respected in the military Mm -hmm. so yeah, so they have quite a few yellow ribbons. And at first, I, I didn't know if that was just a coincidental or what, but then I found out yeah, because of South Carolina's reputation, they tend to get deployed a lot. Mm-hmm. So depending on who you are, that's good or bad.
0: Exactly. So how did you get into motivational speaking?
2: Uh, you know, at the thing, I'm from New York City originally. okay. And my background is I, I actually started working with the Wall Street Journal mm-hmm. as a messenger in New York City. And and through seven promotions, eight job titles, I, I got transferred into sales and then transferred to Washington, D.C., then to Chicago, uh, where I lived for 23 years before moving to Charlotte. And and what's important about that is that one through all of those transitions, I became a member of Toastmasters International. And, and in Toastmasters, I met a guy who's a retired Navy. Uh, and he, he's one of the speakers, and he heard me speak. He said, man, I really enjoy, you know, I'm on this Yellow Ribbon program, and, and it was in 2009, and the Yellow Ribbon started in 2008. Oh, wow. So he asked me to be on the contract, and, uh, and, and, and as I backtracked that, what made me even get into the speaking business was, was one of my natural talents, which a lot of times I like to talk about, not my talents, but in Yellow Ribbons, is talking to people about not taking our talents for granted, mm-hmm. and mine was poetry. I I write real good poetry, and so I would use my poetry to help people stay positive. And now I've kind of flipped that to where not just using the poetry but using positive words and vocabulary. Again, why I said you scared me. (laughs) Because there's a big difference between being the something and being one of. Mm -hmm. And when we can help people see that correlation, now we can help them really move forward. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. Well, I know that I've been to the Yellow Ribbons, you've been to my Yellow Ribbon, and I know Andrews was saying that you were at his just a few months ago, so it's awesome to see you just constantly out there and your words of wisdom and Just everything, your energy that you bring to the room—it's just it comes. amazing.
1: What? <laughs> oh no, no! I just, oh, I get a kick out all the uh, acronyms that you yes. uh, you come up with and all that.
2: <laughs> right, because I always tell people, I say, don't think that the military has the market cornered on acronyms. <laughs> they check with me. Okay, I got a lot. I, in fact, I even have a book of over two hundred and forty acronyms. I wow. call it "Ac Affirmations." You know, for acronyms that are affirmations, mm-hmm. because I don't try to just let a put a word for each letter. I try to make sure the word uh, has a meaning. For instance, focus, F-O-C-U-S, finding ourselves creates unlimited success. See, so you're telling people when you focus on yourself, you're finding who you are. How important is that on a deployment as well as on a reintegration to focus on who you are? Faith, F-A-I-T-H, feeling as if there's hope recognizing that the only thing you cannot do is give up. So, you know, those are the types of messages that I like to use through my um, acronyms and affirmations. And, uh, and the funny thing is, well, not funny, but the wonderful thing is, I actually dedicated the book to the military. Okay. Yeah, where I, um, I took, and I, these, these I don't have off the top of my head, but I took the word <laughs> veteran and each of the services, Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, and um, and I made an acronym out of each of those service branches to to say um, how important they are to our country and to our lives.
0: That is awesome. I didn't know that you did that. I'll have to check that out.
2: <laughs> well, well, you know what? The, oh, my God, I have the book with me. Oh, my
0: God. <laughs> yes, I want to see this. <laughs> you know, and,
2: and, and, you know, it's funny because you should always travel, uh, and, which takes us back to your other question is about really using what your gifts are. Let me and, and the reason I decided I wanted to bring it, I didn't know we would end up asking, mentioning that, but I'd like to read what the acronyms are for each of the branches because that's one of the wonderful things about the show and why I enjoy being a part of the Yellow Ribbon. Veteran, V-E-T-E-R-A-N, valued energy toward empowered reaction above the norm. That's what a veteran is. Uh, Celebrate your freedom, know why you can. Air Force, allowed introspective reward while facing outside resistance, then caressed empowerment. Army, attracted resiliency, made you safe. Marine, marched anonymously, remembered individually for neutralizing the enemy. And Navy, navigated another victory for you. So if people start to see our military as that way, then they can be more supportive. One of the things I always say at my Yellow Ribbons is there's a high calling on your lives as military families, because what America asks you to do is just turn your emotions on and off at the drop of a dime or drop of an order, Mm -hmm. and you do it. But how often do you stop and give yourselves credit for it? You know, that's the beauty of it. That's why when... When I come to my Yellow Ribbons, I'm excited because I'm in the midst of people who are answering a calling, not just to serve. I, a lot of people say, and I don't knock them, but just say, thank you for your service. And I say, thank you for answering the call because there's a high calling on your life. So, so I appreciate being in your company and, and helping those who may not only be struggling, but those who are right on the edge wanting to thrive. But sometimes thinking maybe I shouldn't do that, and I'm like, no, no, no. Maybe you should because mm-hmm. that's really who you are, and that's going to make the difference for somebody else.
0: See, just motivation all around. <laughs> I love it. <laughs>
1: now, do you do stuff just for the Army National Guard, or you do uh, other branches as well?
2: We do all the branches, and and even I don't have Coast Guard in this. So. Okay, <laughs>
1: I was going to I was going to bring that up later, but yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah, we uh, the yellow ribbon does all the branches, and and that's another thing. Um, the The yellow ribbon events are not we required to use cadre members. There are obviously more events than there are cadre members. Mm-hmm. so so it it also goes back to the meeting planner of the specific yellow ribbon, how they value the information being disseminated to to their um, service members. and in and, and the case here in South Carolina, Dina Gerholt, is the person who coordinates the yellow ribbons, and so she likes to make sure, and and she gets to pick which sessions that I'm going to talk about. There are over 50 that people can choose from. Oh, wow. Yeah, and and so so the meeting planner can look and say, well, here's what my people need based on what they're going through. Uh, Maybe they're being deployed to a war zone, so let's make sure we get these amount of seminars. Maybe they're just, uh, and not just, but maybe they're going to D.C., you know, they're going to be uh, deployed CONUS, you know, and so, so it changes according to what she or any meeting planner sees as the need for the service members, as well as the family members.
0: Okay. How do you, so with that, how does your planning work? Like, do you kind of just go to uh, past seminars that you've done and like, okay, I've talked about this, or is it always something new that you're implementing and talking about with um, all these different topics?
2: It's, 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 uh, it's semi-canned, let me say that. There, there are modules that we have to train from. Mm-hmm. That And so the, the difference that I get to make is uh, I'm not allowed to change the module, the information, but I can change how it's presented. So I can change the pictures in it. I can create my own analogies. Even though we do get a script, of here's what this module is talking about and here's what you should be saying and that was my phone Uh, don't (laughs) worry okay i do uh, we do get a script which is perfect because if you're learning it Mm -hmm. you want to understand what the information is but fortunately what they allow us to do is read the script understand it and then we can put it in our own words Mm -hmm. so so in Total answer to the question is a combination of new and old and that I remember, well, this worked when I said this and this was a great analogy for that. So let me use that again. And then maybe something happens in my life that now I can switch and I'd rather use that analogy Mm -hmm. because it comes now to similar to what both of you have said to me. uh, Oh, yeah, you were at my yellow ribbon. You know, the flip side of that coin is, oh, yeah, you were at my yellow (laughs) (laughs) river. So so one time I came down and actually to South Carolina, and and a guy comes up to me and says, hey, you got some new jokes for us today? (laughs) And I'm like, "Uh uh-oh, I didn't have any new ones. I was going to use the ones I used before. (laughs) And so, you know, so those are the types of things as a speaker Mm -hmm. that you have to think about. But what I always remind speakers is, Don't get so caught up in having a new message that you don't allow people to refresh the message you had. See, Mm -hmm. the the first time you hear me speak, let's be honest, if we look at the yellow ribbons, the yellow ribbons are not um, overpopulated with people who can't wait to get there. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, You know, there's, there's a lot of, oh, man go to this, mm-hmm. especially on pre-deployment It's somebody's first deployment, as well as multiple, because sometimes the multiple deployment. say, look I, don't, look, I know all of this stuff. You know, that really happens. Mm-hmm. So, and if they get boring speakers, then that's what feeds into that To that mindset, so if if they can get a speaker and they say, "Oh, wait a minute," you know what? Oh, wait, I'm enjoying this. Or even if, oh, this information is important to me. Doesn't have to be a great speaker, but the information could be important. That changes their mindset of how they see it the next time they come. So now the next time they come, they're thinking they're coming in advance, saying, "I'm going to get something that I need," and so they're perking up at eight o'clock in the morning rather than. Eleven o'clock you mm-hmm. know or, or one o'clock where they where they, you know this oh man this has been good and now all of that pre, you know um the the preamble stuff is gone mm-hmm. so so that's that you know that's one of the the joys of being in a speaking business is wanting your audience to to want to hear what you have to say mm-hmm. because then you have a chance to reach them so you know so so that second time coming repeating a joke, repeating something, you know, where now people are like, Oh God, yeah oh yeah oh, I, I remember that joke and then <laughs> when you just like but what was the punchline? Oh yeah or even if they know the punchlines, oh man, this is gonna get them. Wait, you know, so there's a whole mm-hmm. lot of different things that are going on that that really makes it a lot more fun yeah. for me being up there on the stage.
0: Yeah. Um, how how does it uh, from when you started since uh, you came in right whenever the program started to now how have you seen it grow and how has it benefited the soldiers and airmen and the Marine, like everybody that you've touched and you've got to work with and experience this with, how has it changed from then to now?
2: It, it's, it's the, the, the beauty of it is, and, and not simply because we're here in South Carolina, but because we are, I come to this area more often. So I'm more, I'm familiar. Mm-hmm. And so, some from being familiar with working with the meeting planner, being familiar with some of the soldiers in the audience and even some of the family members, you know, I, I, who I keep in touch with on Facebook and stuff like that. Um, that has been a big change because now people can say, I like when you did this. And now that says to me, OK, I want to make sure I continue to do that. Uh, you know, because wouldn't wouldn't it be if, if we were in a perfect world, um, that I get somebody on pre-deployment who wasn't crazy about coming to the Yellow Ribbon, but then they learn something, and not just from me, but from the the event itself. You know, my part is to to be one of the sparks in there. And so now, and that's pre-deployment, then they deploy, and then they come back. To me, wouldn't it be better to have the same person who you enjoyed the first time Excuse me. Now welcome you home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hey, uh, fair point. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. And and but sometimes it doesn't work that way. Yeah, uh, you know, most times because it's it's still contract work and it's still government, and so they may say, well, no, 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 we need to assign a new person. But so so the the growth is in the repeat engagements. That I get. And then I also, I'm familiar with working with Gearholt and and this staff. So uh, our timing is different, Um, they handle the rooms for me differently because we always have a room somebody's assigned to my room with the handouts and so we you know, we get a nice little feeling going. They know when I wanna do such and such and and and, and we actually create a nice little team environment. So so that's one of the beauties of working here. Not to say that that um, that I don't get that synchronicity everywhere, mm-hmm. you know, but it the the familiarity has it it, it breeds um, it can also breed um, I know we tend to hear familiarity breeds contempt, but it's—I was trying to think of a nice word with C: uh, congeniality. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Communication. <laughs> there
1: you go. <laughs> no? Yeah. no. 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 I've been listening the whole time. So. You know, I was gonna say P is when we came back from uh, when we came back from deployment, and I was like, okay, um, we're listening what you have to say, and. Uh, you know first time like you said it's like okay all right yeah the the whole thing of like okay just gotta do this just go here this weekend check the box yeah. then yeah. getting closer to the deployment then coming back it's like coming back at it with more of a uh, optimistic uh viewpoint was like oh well I I wish I remembered what you said earlier about like uh, okay how to handle a situation or be like uh w- with one of your acronyms uh dealing with a situation I'm like yeah probably you might have been on to something right there and uh-huh. then coming back it's like I got you right there that I totally understand what you're talking about when you're, you're bringing up a situation and like, okay, maybe how to handle it a certain way, or bringing light
2: to a certain situation. And see, and now that's where I jump in and make sure that you take credit for that, not me, Mm -hmm. because I'm the messenger. If you if I, I can deliver a good message if you choose not to listen to it and then more importantly you choose not to act upon it yeah that's on you so 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 I definitely would you know turn that table and say okay oh, thank you for a lot saying that you listen but thank you for doing something about it because you took it personally and whatever that na- analogy I gave made sense but then you had to really imply, you know, apply it to your life, mm-hmm. and then that made it even better for you, your family, your uh, your, your your circle of friends, your battle buddies. It, you know, it really pours out into a lot of, because now you'll say, somebody will say, "Oh man, we got to go." I say, "No, no, no." You know what you want to go. I'm gonna. This is gonna happen, and now that makes a difference. So, so thank you for for you know, putting yourself in that spot and having that receptivity because that's that's what leaders have to have. Leaders have to receive so that they can pass out. Not pass out as no. in, you know.
0: <laughs> pass on the, along the information. <laughs> See, we're getting that word sensitivity. It makes a difference. <laughs> so how, like, whenever you're coming up with these acronyms and all that, like, is it just something that comes to you, or is it something where you're sitting there and you're like, what would be a good, like, Analogy for this word, or what would like? What can I use for that? Like, how do, how does that process work for you? Because you it seems like it would just be so natural for you, but sometimes that might not be the case.
2: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it actually is very natural yeah. for me. You know, I've learned to accept that it's 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 my gift from God. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh and 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 you know God G O D granting our destiny, and so you know <laughs> as you start recognizing, uh, you know, because I'll hear people say something. And my mind is just creative. Uh, you know, I'm always thinking about being creative. And, uh, you know, one way I say I'm, also, I'm a rebel. You know, you know I, I want to see things change. I, I'm an older person who loves change. You know, you got a lot of people older who say, you know, they, they want things to stay to stay the way they are. No. You know, when you were young, your job was to change things. Now, why are you upset about the younger generation making changes—that's what you used to do as well. So I stay there. I, st- I guess it's the Peter Pan syndrome <laughs> too, you know, staying ever young and, and really wanting things to change. But but more importantly, to uh, keep finding ways to get the point across, you know, and and speaking—it's uh, it's, it's being trilingual. you know trying to have the language of everybody in your circle can make a difference and so if, if that acronym helps you learn the message I got to come up with that that's my job that's my that, you know that's my piece of the puzzle now you decide to take that and use it bam now that's your piece of the puzzle you take it and use it bam and see so, so that it, it becomes one of those just kind of a you know just everybody doing what they do mm-hmm. and enjoying it, and, it and, then, and then when you say to me oh I like that Now, see, a lot of times what we do is we try to catch people doing something wrong. What we need to do is catch people doing something right. So you tell me that you like something I do, I remember that, Mm -hmm. and I try to do that again. And I say I, but I'm talking about anybody. Think about children. We spend so much time sometimes, and I'm not knocking parents because I think it's the hardest job in the world, but I want our parents to start to remember, keep complimenting your children. Tell them what they do right. If you keep telling them what they do wrong, if you tell me what I'm doing wrong, I'm going to focus on not doing that again so hard that I'm giving that power. Whereas if you tell me what I did right, I can keep focusing. Wow, I did that right. I got complimented because all of us really want to be complimented. We get that shot of dopamine in our, in our <laughs> brains that really, you know, mm-hmm. peps us up. It's, oh, man, yeah, yeah, when I do that right, people, you know, I get my props. I get, you know, I get mm-hmm. shout outs. And so we look forward to that. And now we'll find ways to get to that spot again. It, it's, it's a long process, and nobody stops to overthink it. But just, try, you know, that's why I try to find, you know, um, you know, I try to say control your vocabulary. Don't allow your vocabulary to control you. So find the positive things that you can say. And, and, and my last piece on that, I hope this has all made one cohesive thought, but as <laughs> I like to say, I don't um, practice what I preach. I preach what I practice. So as as I hear myself telling you to be positive, I don't get to have this energy. Then uh, when we're done, take these off, walk off, and then I'm around being Mr. Mope, mm. and, and you know, and pissing people off. You know, I have to hear, you know, what I said. And sometimes I'll say, "Oh man, that was good. I'll <laughs> use that again." <laughs> you know, and so and, and then and then it just regenerates. And when you get used to accepting who you are. Which is really part of the goal too. Then you you be you a lot more, and you're always going to have someone who doesn't want you to be that way. That goes back to the focus. Mm-hmm. Finding ourselves creates unlimited success. Focus on you and let other people come into focus, because once you decide who you are and what you want to be, what you're going to do, somebody's going to see you know, say, no, no, you shouldn't. Once you decide to do this podcast, you know what, that's really not going to work. You know, people don't really listen to podcasts, you know, (laughs) you know, (laughs) you know, but you had to, no, 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 this is what we're going to do. Then after the first one, oh, how many uh, likes did you get in? Well, we didn't get any likes, you know, you know, you you said, no, 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 but this is a vision and I've got to keep doing this because it's working for somebody. Mm -hmm. Make sure
1: that you're somebody. So where do you get, where do you draw your inspiration from? Or, how to put this right the right way like where there you give like a philosophical or psychological um, examples uh, where do you where would you draw your inspiration from
2: it's a combination it's a combination of spiritual uh, as well as religious Mm -hmm. and spiritual religious inspirational you know I don't just do one and uh, in fact I just in January I got certified to be a, a certified stress mastery educator so, so, so information, that's what the dopamine thing comes from is for me understanding how our brain reacts to stress mm-hmm. and see, so now I can find a way to weave that in mm-hmm. because it's something I believe in. And, and that's what it comes down to is what do I re- really believe in? You know, it's, it's just like, you know, what you said about, um, uh, you know, coming back to the, and, and when I complimented you about, yeah, but you took the message and used it. See, mm-hmm. that gives me inspiration. You know, okay, where did I come from when I said that and he liked it? And so, you know, I might put a little bit more energy into that. You know, one of the jokes in the speaking business is, like, a lot of times people, um, I mean, I'm not rich monetarily, but... In the speaking business, sometimes one of the reasons people don't get speaking engagements, the people say, oh, "Well, that you're too expensive," and and they'll say, "Oh, they pay. and then they'll say, oh, they pay you all of that to be a speaker.'" And and one thing I've learned, and I tell the people, I said, "I don't get paid to speak; I get paid to prepare to speak." And, and see, you know, so where someone thinks that they're, uh, you know, and, and I say that to support any speakers out there, if someone's thinking about, oh, well, I can't afford that speaker, I, I'm not going to pay them all that money just to talk for 30 minutes or an hour, you're not paying them to talk, you're paying them prepare, to prepare to talk. Because the moment you tell me that I'm assigned to this uh, engagement, I start on that engagement. So, so it goes down from and and let me try to sound impressive and say (laughs) twenty-five (laughs) thousand. You know, twenty-five thousand an hour. Uh, The moment you tell me I'm on the uh, on the books, that twenty-five starts to diminish because after two hours of me getting that engagement, I've been thinking about it. So now it's. Twelve fifty an hour. Twelve twelve thousand five hundred. Then, uh, you know, four more hours, five more hours is down to five thousand an hour. And so, by the time that person gets on the stage, it may be, uh, you know, close to minimum wage, <laughs> <laughs> because you're always thinking about what you're going to deliver, and and so again, that's where the inspiration is going to come from, because I'm all of these things that are happening in my life, I become more aware because of what I have to deliver. So I, I may pick up a new spiritual message. I may pick up a new religious message. I may pick up something new in science, you know. And so, you know, all of that becomes a, a part of the deal. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: Now, um, whenever you're going to speak at an event, do you have any kind of rituals that you do beforehand <laughs> or any prep that you do?
2: I do, uh, and mine is prayer. You know, I, I just ask that I deliver the message that I was brought to deliver. Uh, and, then, and then also, one of the things I do before, you know, when I get an assignment, I don't just say, okay, good, it's on the books. I actually send the meeting planner uh, a questionnaire saying, okay, where was the deployment? Was it a tough deployment? Was it a war zone? You know, are there any issues that these people may be having, uh, you know, how did the family feel about it? So if, if I've got all of that information, it changes what my prayer is going to be of, how, you know, who I know I need to reach. Uh, one of the things I do not do is I'm not one of those speakers that uh, I need to be away from people, you know. You know, some people, you know, they want to sit and, you know, and get themselves together. I want to be interacting all the way up <laughs> until the time I'm on stage, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, because that's that's what gets my mm-hmm. energy going. And the, the conversation we had at breakfast may end up being on stage yeah. because I could pick up something new. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, so, so, you know, that's kind of my um, uh, uh, little mode of operation. And then the, but the, and then the funny thing that I do also is I don't sleep. Uh, you know, I rest. Uh, you know, especially if you know I'm I'm staying in hotels. You know, and and I got to get up in the morning to deliver. I can't really sleep. Yeah, that's true. I'm anxious, mm-hmm. so I just make sure that I you know that I that I I'm, I'm conscious of the fact that I'm just resting. And and when my engagement is over, when my yellow ribbon week is over, I crash. <laughs> 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 yeah.
1: So where would you say, um, so you've been doing this for 10 years?
2: It's nine. Oh, nine uh, yeah. years. Okay, Wait, let's do the math. 2011, well, I guess we got to say eight.
1: Oh, yeah. uh, when, when it all started?
2: Yeah, I didn't start in 2008. Yeah. I started on t- 2000. in 2011.
1: Oh, 2011. Okay.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, you didn't miss them. You got it right. I, it started in 2008. My friend told me uh, in 2009, we got on the contract the contract oh, okay, yeah, gotcha. in October, 2010. Mm-hmm. And then my first yellow ribbon was January, 2011.
1: Okay. So yeah. where do you see the, uh, where, you, where do you see yourself in the next five years doing yellow ribbon or the next year, next five years, where do you see yourself, uh, doing yellow ribbon, speaking events, stuff like that? Where, where do you see yourself?
2: Well, I, I would definitely want to stay with the yellow ribbon as long as it's around mm-hmm. because, um, uh, you know, the key consistency makes a difference. And like you say, if I if I've got people who are looking forward to coming, you know, if if rather to hear my part, because and 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 again, let me just you know put that caveat. I love that they want to hear my part, but my part feeds into the others. So I'm not saying that they just want to hear me and then close off. You know, I, I you know my job is to open you up, and recognize that you've got other information that you've got to get. I always joke and say to them, you know, make sure you go to all the resources. Tables, and don't treat it like you're at the state fair. You know, at the state fair, trying to stay two feet away and not make eye contact. No, 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 I've got cable already. No, no. go up to every table find out what the new benefits are that you have or find out that you already know all of that information get because confirmation is going to make your family safe as well so go to every single table and find out what's going on because I like I say the government giveth and the government taketh away yeah so <laughs> you know so, so go you know you know find out because all of the people at the resource tables the, the, the community partners they're there on on a voluntary basis it may be be their job but but they you know they choose which yellow ribbons they get to go to and they really have a heart for the military and they're there wanting to give this information to help people and so so it's important to to, to go to them and get that information. So I want to be one of the people that pushes people toward the table. I want to be the, the person that makes people look forward to coming to Yellow Ribbons. I'm trying to expand my business outside where I'm not just doing Yellow Ribbons, of mm-hmm. course. But uh, but again, even in doing that, that's going to make me more valuable to the Yellow ribbon. Because as as my uh, celebrity starts to grow, well, now that can be something that helps somebody on a first time basis to say, well, you know what, I don't want to go to your group, but whoa, I've heard of this, you know, whoa, oh, Oprah's coming, you know, that kind of, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know that that changes how you know people feel, so you know, so it's always just a combination. Uh, But but it's so funny because that sounds like one of the So, Where do you see yourself in five years? (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, but and and I love that question, because one of the things that we talk about in Yellow Ribbon, you know, is goal setting, you know, and you have to have short term and long term goals. So where do you see yourself in five years? How about where do you see yourself in five days? Because you can't get to that five-year period without the five days, and where do you see yourself in five months? Because maybe your deployment is six. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's it's constantly finding ways to take questions and recognize that every single question is a good question, and and it actually connects. That you know, uh, it's just like when people say, "Oh well," when so and so was speaking, you know, why are you on your cell phone, not paying attention? I tell them, I say, no, no, no. When I'm speaking and I see people out there on their cell phone, I figure they are saying, oh, man, this guy is knocking it out of the park. <laughs> you should be here. You know, <laughs> you, know you, you just have to keep finding ways to bring your energy up. And so I see myself just constantly feeding off of this gift that God has given me to, to be able to stand in front of people and deliver a message that they need. And, and more importantly, that they want. You know, it, it's, it has to have that combination of need and want. So if, if I get to be the deliverer, you know, uh, then I've done my job. Uh, you know, I'm asking you, uh, you know, as a service member, to serve your country. Well, then why wouldn't I do my job and serve you, and, and, and that's the way I have to see every single audience that I have and, um, and just appreciate being able to be a part of that and, and being a conduit to that to that growth that we all need to have as well.
1: Sounds like you're, like, meant for this job.
2: It does, doesn't <laughs> you it? You are born for this. <laughs> you know, you start to get and, – and see, and that becomes – to once you start to do what you do, wow. You know, it, and, and now that takes all those questions you ask. You know, where does the inspiration come from? You know, what got you into this? You know, once you start to see how these parts all come together, it becomes what we call a natural. But natural, you don't know where natural started. And I always say that your testimony doesn't um, begin uh, when you were born. Your testimony began when you recognize who you are. And because that's when you start to go back and see, oh, wait, that's why that happened. You know, and, uh, oh, okay, well, well, what am I going to do next? And now you can still have fun doing it. Mm-hmm. And so that's pretty much what I do.
0: Well, you do a great job <laughs> at it, I can tell you that.
2: <laughs> and and let me just put, I want, as long as we're talking about great jobs, mm-hmm. I want to say you guys have been doing amazing. Uh, excellent job as a speaker see as a speaker by the way I'm one of the worst audience members you can have
0: yeah because you're constantly look because that's how it is with us with taking photos and video like when you're watching movies or you see a picture like you know the technical (laughs) things of it and so you like want to pick it apart so it is it is hard to sit there whenever you're you're the audience for what you do because you're nitpicking at every little thing, so. And I
2: have not nitpicked a thing. That I <laughs> love what you guys do. Well, thank you. I, like I appreciate I say, that. I, I really love the conversational tone that you have. Mm-hmm. It, insightful questions. You, you, you help. I think you really helped your interviewees come up with, you know, good humor uh, and, and that blend of humor and factual stuff. So, yeah, I, I, I sat and watched a couple. And I said, oh, man, I love what they're doing. And and so I that's why I contacted I know. you.
0: <laughs> I know. We say it all the time, you guys, that this platform is for you and we are here for you guys. So living proof that contact us and we will get you on the show. <laughs> <laughs> look, and I'll,
2: look, I'll pay you later. The, the, the way my banking account works.
0: <laughs> Um, yeah. Well, just to end on a good note, is there any, um, anything that you would like to motivation or uh, words of wisdom type thing that you would like to leave with everybody listening and watching today?
2: Just, just always a reminder that uh, this interview may have been with me, but it's not about me. And, uh, and, and so, you know, just keep reminding yourself that it is about you. See, I think that life is about going from one puzzle to the next. You're either a small, medium, or large piece of every puzzle in your family, social, or business interactions. But no matter what puzzle piece size you see yourself as, without you, the puzzle is incomplete. So if you see your puzzle, recognize that you are the nucleus of your puzzle. Now think about it. If you're the nucleus of your puzzle, if you're the middle piece of the puzzle, what do you have to have? Patience. Because we start a puzzle by creating the outside. And we work toward the middle. So if we can be patient and calm with ourselves as we start to build our lives, because sometimes the life has to build from the outside in, and then there's some parts where we get them, oh, we get a good chunk in the middle, and we build out. So just be patient with yourself and and recognize that what you're doing makes a difference. You won't always get the the conscious thank yous, but... um, if If you know that you're delivering what you should deliver, then you can walk away with that good feeling in your heart. And I think that that's what uh, I get a chance to do at yellow ribbons and and I see people who give me the chance to do it based on how they react. and so that's why I say we keep in touch and and I welcome people to keep in touch with me on Facebook. I like to call it Fussbook, by the way. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, keep in touch with me on Facebook. My website is uh, sporty, SportyKing.com. And so uh, anything that I can do to keep people inspired and, and again, get that double-edged sword mm-hmm. and, and, and have them inspire me to pass that along, I, I welcome that look forward to it.
0: All right, well, Sporty, thank you so much again for coming in and talking with us today. We really enjoyed it and hopefully we'll have you back sometime soon and we could sit down and talk about something else. <laughs> okay. And it'll
2: be oh sporty's coming. <laughs> no, it won't. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much. Thank, thank you. you sir.
0: So I'm glad Sporty King was able to come in and talk with us. He had a, he had a lot of good information for us.
1: Yeah, he's always uh he's always fun to be around in a crowd or for, to talk to him at least. Uh, he's, uh, he's definitely got a lot of enthusiasm and optimism. Yes. Uh, He's got a unique way of looking at things in life to, to get through, uh, a situation or like, Oh, I didn't even think about that. Like, uh, to handle a situation better.
0: Yeah, exactly. You know how there's always like those one or two people that, you know that no matter what if you're having a bad day and you just you're around them and their energy that just instantly changes your mood. I feel like anytime around Sporty King or when I see him at a yellow ribbon, like just instantly my mood is just so much better because of just how much enthusiasm and positivity that he has and just his energy just carries throughout the room.
1: His uh yeah, his uh charisma his name yeah. definitely carries uh and energy with it. Like when, mm-hmm. you know, like you're going to, you got that grin on your face. He's going to say something funny or he's going to, ha- he's always got that uh, good attitude. I, I admire that about him.
0: Yeah. And I think it's crazy how um, he comes up with his acronyms. Like, you know how some people are just born like songwriters and like people who, who make movies, like just people who are creative. It's mm-hmm. just crazy how he can take just one word and just come up with an acronym and, it just works. Yeah, and you, it should just definitely, makes
1: sense. you should definitely work for the military and making all these. I know
0: <laughs> <laughs> we need some uh, help with our social media. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But yeah, I'm, I'm glad that he came in and I know he's a familiar face because he's always at all the yellow ribbons. And I think he's been at some other events that we've had too, and spoke as a guest speaker. But it was good to have him in here. Um, hopefully we'll get to have him again. I'm sure that we can have him come in and talk about something else.
1: Yeah. (laughs) uh, And you will probably uh, see him at your Yellow Ribbon event.
0: I know. I remember I deployed, what, it was 2013 when we did our Yellow Ribbon, but we deployed in 14. So, I mean, that was, it feels like it wasn't that long ago, but when you put a time on it, it's Mm -hmm. like, and then you, of course, going to, all these yellow ribbon events when we go to cover them for public affairs. Oh, you guys do? Yeah. So okay. We, yeah, you haven't experienced that yet. Nah. So every, because uh, I think we've had a lot of units deploy before you started working, mm-hmm. but when they come back, like typically we'll go, um, we'll take photos. Sometimes we don't really take video. It's mainly just photos. Um but we'll go out and uh cover those. So maybe that's something that you'll get to experience when the units start coming back and then you can hang out with Sporty again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: they're like, Oh yeah, that an acronym's uh, beat him to the beat him to his punchlines yeah, and exactly. stuff like
0: that. Be like, I have a joke for you. <laughs> yeah, I started
1: noticing and I was like, uh listening to comedians and stuff like that. I'm like, Wait, I know that joke.
0: <laughs> yeah. He he's he uh he's not a comedian, but he's just he's funny. Like he he has uh He's good with telling jokes. He's good with giving motivational speaking and information and just making you feel good about just life, I guess.
1: Mm-hmm. He, he definitely has that. Uh, like, like I said, he definitely has that energy that that just like manifests itself. Whenever he walks into a room, he definitely like you'll uh, definitely turn uh, smiles on people's faces.
0: Yeah, But So hopefully, like I said again, that we'll get to see him, have him come in and talk to us later on in the future about other topics. Um, But something that we are trying to start, I guess, is – telling you guys to make sure that you like and subscribe we know that you're watching but please subscribe to the channel so that way you can be updated whenever we uh, post new podcasts and not just podcasts we we post other things we've been a little bit slower with all the units deployed so we haven't had as much um, we haven't produced as much products other than the podcast but um, definitely keep an eye out so that you can be updated on the latest information we're still working on those 500 subscribers so we're inching we were doing pretty good like once we started the podcast we were getting a lot of time and now it's kind of like slowly inching up so Mm -hmm. i'm telling you guys 500 subscribers and you're gonna get a bloopers video and we got some good bloopers so
1: well we only need like what we've got 348 Right I think now. we got
0: 349. Okay, hey, there yeah, we go. so we're up, we're up another one. So uh,
1: we're not, yeah, we're not that far.
0: No, not at all. And so. we definitely
1: got a lot of bloopers and uh, a lot of stuff cut out <laughs> that we can't put on.
0: Well, n- not yeah. all of it, but I mean, definitely want to do that video for you guys. So make sure that you're liking, you're subscribing, you're sharing all these um, information with your friends and your family and your other soldiers, airmen, everybody out there. In the state of South Carolina, because like we've said before, this isn't just for the South Carolina, South Carolina National Guard. This is for the whole state, and we want to make sure that we're putting out the information that you guys want to hear, and also make sure you're leaving us comments. We've had several people leave us comments. If there's topics that you want us to talk about, if there's somebody that you want um, to come in and speak, or just to tell us that we're doing a good job. I mean, we like hearing mm. that too, so. Mm. Yeah,
1: <laughs> definitely uh, boost morale.
0: Yeah, exactly, so. Well, I'm Sergeant Chelsea Baker.
1: And I'm Sergeant Tim Andrews.
0: And we'll catch you in the next episode.